With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to KFI AM 640, the Bill Handel Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. It's the news. And now, Handel on the news. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Bill Handel. Not working. Can you hear me? We hear you. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. Uh, mic light is not working. Uh, yes, it's just the light, though. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, mic light is uh, not working. Ah, uh, the technical glitches. This is when you know it's live radio, don't you? Hey, the mic light isn't working. Okay. Now, that would have been um, edited out if we weren't uh, live. All right. Good morning, everybody. Bill Handel here. Morning crew. Uh, Friday morning, May 19th. Uh, Friday is here. And a lot of people are very happy about Friday, aren't they? T-G-Y-B-T-Q. Excellent. Some people say Sunday is the most religious day of the week. (laughs) And for devout Jews, it's Saturday. But really, if you think about society, the most religious day is Friday because it's the only day we routinely thank God for. That's a good point. Good shot this one. That's a good point. And you go to Israel, Sunday is the first day of the week. So there you go. You can, if you ever get asked that on Jeopardy, you got a winner there. All right. Uh, good morning. Uh, Wayne, good morning to you. Bill, good morning. Okay. Uh, Jason Middleton in for Jennifer today. And Jason is history. Well, he's still heard every Sunday here on KFI, two to four. Uh, but uh, he is history as a fill-in today. Je- uh, Jennifer comes back on Monday. Good morning, Bill. And, and producer extraordinaire, good morning. Oh, good morning, Bill. Good morning. Uh, you know how... Uh, he has a name. Who? <laughs> oh, didn't you, did you say her name? Yeah. I said Anne. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, all I heard was you go and producer No, 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 no. I, no, no. I, I said her name. And then, right. uh, Tyler, good morning. Hey, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. Anne, who is relatively new... Uh, as I said this morning, uh, Ann is fitting right in when I say something and I go, let's do this. She goes, you're out of your mind. I go, that's good. She said, that's an idiotic thing to say or to uh, talk about. Thank you. You know, we're, we're on our way. Uh, she's becoming Michelle very, very quickly. All right, guys. Um, well, a fair amount coming through today, to say the least. Uh, we've got uh, the mayor. Uh, I, I'm going to prove to you that L.A. is probably the most liberal city in the United States uh, right there. Uh, she, uh, Mayor Bass, Karen Bass, truly loves the homeless and wants to do something. Um, well, let's just say wants to, to do something serious about it. And how often have I told you the only way to deal with this is lots and lots of money and it's going to be incremental. Nothing is going to happen very quickly, and I always come up with uh, an analogy 
that affects us here in Southern California big time on three different levels. And I will jump into that when we do our first story coming up at 7 o'clock about uh, the uh, Mayor Bass's $13 billion city budget. I mean, that is uh, not small. Okay, you guys ready to do it? Yeah, 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 let's, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Okay, handle on the news, Jason, Wayne, and me, and that is our lead story. $13 billion, first time that it's ever gone north of $13 billion. It's 11% increase from last year. I mean, that's no small amount of money. Uh, when's the last outpaces, time? Outpaces, outpaces the inflation that everybody yeah. rightfully has been angry about. Yeah. Yep. And how many people got an 11% raise this uh, last year? Exactly. City has gone up. The budget has gone up. And uh, there is there's a little bit of controversy, $250 million for the Inside Safe program. That's the mayor homelessness. And I'll go through it uh, coming up. And there was just one fun meeting where uh, city council wanted uh, $7.5 million for a helicopter, a new helicopter to replace an aging helicopter. And a couple of the city council people said, no, 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 we don't need a new helicopter. And helicopters are horrible anyway. They cause, uh, they're noisy. Uh, they're, uh, it's a First Amendment issue because they look down on people. Okay, great. Uh, but the helicopter came in, by the way. Hmm. All right. I just, why not throw money at the problem? We have the most homeless of any county in the country. $13 billion in increase for homeless programs. Is that is that out of the question? No, well, no, it's that's it, the entire budget. It's ten percent of the budget. Yeah, yeah. One of one of every, one of every ten dollars goes now to the homelessness problem. Of course, three point two billion of this thirteen is LAPD. Yeah. So you're talking about uh, over twenty percent. Okay. LAPD. Yeah. Oh. And we have per capita one of the smallest police departments out there. New York, thirty five thousand cops. Houston has more cops than we do. Per capita, yes. LA, LAPD has always been on the low end of major city police forces in terms of per capita officers. However, every year, and I mean for decades, it has won the best dressed police force in the country. No doubt. I, I'm serious about yeah, that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. That's true. Another policing slash security story. Um a letter was sent out to 35 deputies of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Dep uh, Department um, asking for to, them to come in for questioning, to show their tattoos and give up names of other deputies with body art linking them to two of the department's what they call notorious gangs. Yeah, I, or, now, can you they ask for pictures of uh, the uh, tattoos? Yeah, it. Uh, now, I'm going to do a little, little bit later also uh, with LAPD, uh, and that is or this sheriff's. Um, they now let sheriffs and LAPD recruits have tattoos. It used to be a no-no. Uh, but this seems to have crossed the line if this is true. You know, what kind of tattoo does it indicate you're part of this group? And I think it was uh, Sheriff Luna said there really isn't part of any group like that where it is a uh, clique uh, of cops within cops that deal uh, that are just uh, sort of crazy people take policing to another force, old-time policing, and I mean abusing people, et cetera. So we'll see the tattoos. I can't wait for one of the sheriffs to argue that the swastika he's wearing or he's tattooed is really an Aztec's peace symbol. You've heard that one before. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. 
Well, according to the Department of Social Services of the state of California, one in four state licensed child care centers has dangerously high levels of lead in the drinking water. In some cases, shockingly high. Yeah, the standard limit is five parts per billion of lead in the water. One facility in San Diego, and yes, I'm going for the shocking one that is the highest one that was tested, 11,300 parts per billion. Yeah. And this is really serious stuff. I mean, this is no joke. Lead is uh, forever once it enters the system, and uh, the effects of, uh, of lead are, are just devastating. Uh, especially to children. I mean, this is, sure. yeah, this is no joke. Wow. That's. And the people that have gotten the lead in there, the kids, there's, there's no going back. All you can do is prevent future people from uh, in, uh, imbibing. No, it's not imbibing. Uh, right. It's I mean, uh, hydrating. It, well, having lead in their system. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme court yesterday uh, is a, uh, it's called Section 230. They basically sided with uh, Google and Twitter and Facebook and, and other platforms about not being liable for content posted on those platforms by users. Uh, Section 230 has its own, like, you cover tech for a while. It, it's, it's got its own newsletters. It's got its own army and phalanx of people who follow it. Uh, it the Silicon Valley and tech companies see Section 230 as a shield law. And um, for the Supreme Court to make this kind of ruling, I think makes everybody exhale a little bit Silicon Valley, but I don't think it's the end of it. Well, it's well, the case. Go ahead. If they're exhaling, it's misplaced because they didn't really get into to Section 230. They didn't get into whether Section 230 right. is good or bad or stands. What they said here is it's a very narrow ruling. They said in this particular case, victims of uh, uh, the terror attack in, in Paris. Paris they they were not even able to show enough of a connection right. to the material that was on Google to even have a claim. I think uh, one of the justices wrote uh, that uh, you can make the same argument uh, using a platform. Cell phones are used for terrorists to talk to each other. Uh, you've got other methods of communication and connected the two saying then everything is open if terrorists use it. Uh, and that's just one of the arguments. Well, they said they might do it, and now they've done it. Disney said they are canceling their plan to build a billion-dollar campus uh, in Central Florida and to transfer about 2,000 workers there, most of them from California, and they're not going to do it, even though they would have enjoyed over half a billion dollars in tax breaks to do it, and they it's interesting. Because I know that I think it was on a call or something that Rob Iger said, um, hey, we're being retaliated against for speaking out against pending legislation in Florida and all of that. And we don't like it. But publicly, they're saying that they're canceling this project due to uh, new leadership and changing business environments. Yes. So yep. they're trying not to stick Say, their finger in the eye too right. hard. But everybody knows right. Well, that's part of it for sure, but also nobody wanted to go. We're talking about the Imagineering Department of Disney leaving Southern California to go to Florida. The employees en masse said they didn't want to do it. This was a project for the fa the past CEO, Bob Chapik. Not a fan of this project is Bob Iger, who's the present CEO. So, right. yeah, this might be cloud cover. It might be a double entendre when it comes to the, could. the Now, had, had this not happened, the uh, fight against the don't say gay rule that Ron's, uh, that uh, DeSantis actually put into place, he was one of the primary movers of that, 
would Disney still have taken the 2,000 jobs and gone to Florida or would have canceled? Probably not. Uh, they, they would have gone. And uh, DeSantis is spinning around this thing because it is thousands of jobs. It is a huge deal and a lot of taxes uh, that are not going to be paid. If this was Cirque du Soleil, no tents for you. Disney is too invested in uh, Florida. Can you imagine them just packing it up and moving? That's hard to do. But, um, and we'll see what happens. You know, they're fighting. Well, uh, it was a Reedy Creek uh, Improvement District. It was a district that was created for Disney when they built Disney World. So it's their own government. And it was unique. And it is unique. And, well, actually, it isn't. Because I think it's a special district, and there are 60 of those they have around uh, Florida. But this one, obviously the most well-known. And so uh, DeSantis took away uh, their rights. They voted themselves their rights just before DeSantis took it away. Lawsuits going back and forth. Uh, this is so much fun. American workers are testing positive for marijuana. What? Marijuana in the workplace, you know, legalization is not just for California. It's in other places as well. And 6 million general workforce tests went out. 4.3% came back positive. That's up from last year. And this is this stood out. This is the largest marijuana positivity rate since 1997. What were we going through as a nation in 1997 where the marijuana positivity rate would be higher than it is right now? I don't know. That is a good question since we did not have yeah. the same level of legalized marijuana That's in the right. country that we have and now. You, and you would get fired. And uh, yes. But the problem is this, this marijuana stays in your system up to 30 days. Yeah. And if it's legal and you argue, hey, I only use it on weekends or at night, you can't fire me. That's like I, if you're a moderate drinker. Mm hmm. Wait a minute, and I, you don't drink at work. I drink at night. And if they were able to if they were able to discern that you had alcohol in your system going back two weeks or three weeks, I mean, it's complicated. Uh, Just stop. You know what? And some of these employers are like, "Oh, it's so complicated. We don't know what to do." Stop testing for it, then. Yeah. 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 And if you're high, if you're high at work, you're gone, which is sure. fine. You can have a policy uh, that you can't have uh, marijuana in your system. I think, but there are certain jobs that uh, you can't have uh, marijuana in your system at all. And public safety officers, sure. uh, I think uh, pilots, they have a tough time with. You know, when, uh, when a pilot goes and uh, is telling you how high you're going, <laughs> how high you're going to be when you fly, and he starts with, hey, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that service starts in a minute if yeah, there's any left, yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know there's something up okay <laughs> also up layoffs in california Two hundred and thirty-six thousand workers laid off in march that's a 60 percent jump from the average pace of job cuts in the 12 months previous this coming from that job openings and labor turnover survey that people in the biz like middleton you probably call it jolts right I do like the Jolts report. The Jolts report. I have a hat that says that. Now, we're we're nowhere near what we had back in pandemic times. No. no but just, it is creeping no. up, and it could be that this is finally, finally, some of the Fed's interest rate increases mm -hmm. starting to trickle down and actually have an effect now, Jason, on the job market. Mm -hmm. I have a question for Jason, uh, and that is, we're hearing about these layoffs, and you still go down the street, and Taco Bell is still offering $19 uh, an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, and those jobs are unfilled. 
And so it's, it, have we ever seen this kind of dichotomy where you have a whole section of jobs that are desperate to be filled and at the same time layoffs are going on like crazy? If you're talking about wage rates, uh, no, the separation, it's, it's a K-shaped graph, right? The, the, uh, the very high end and the very low end are, are having trouble filling right now. Uh, it's the middle, the middle sides. There's still participation rate is still pretty high. California stands out for its unemployment rate. The labor department is the, usually the last sector of the economy okay. to respond to interest rate hikes. And that's what we're seeing as to Wayne's point. This one, TikTok users are suing Montana. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, the treasure state banned TikTok. Uh, not going to be against the users necessarily. It's going to be about the uh, apps, uh, the platforms that supply the app two users that could be fined, uh, but uh, TikTok users are suing the state over this, calling it unconstitutional. Oh, it's a great First Amendment case. It is going to go up. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? Yes or no on this lawsuit? Man, they're going to, the, the Montana's going to have to come up with a really good content neutral, national origin neutral reason that TikTok and no other social media platform should be banned in the state. And well, owned by owned by the Chinese government. That's it. That's their argument. And then and then you get to argue that you can't discriminate against a lawfully operating platform yeah. because of their national origin or their national ownership. And and the other well, and the other argument now, I don't think it would go uh, is uh, that somehow it's it, it's being de described as a national security risk that the Chinese uh, own TikTok. How do you then connect it to Montana? Yeah. What is it about Montana that the risk by the Chinese uh uh, the Chinese owning it. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting case, to say the least. I don't know where this thing is going to go. Uh, you think it's okay? I don't think it's interesting. I think it's going to be dismissed. There's no, there's no, there, what's the, I mean, unconstitutional. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems it's okay. I'm out of my depth. I, I don't well, know the law. I just, of, I just cover tech. It's the level. The question is the level of the infringement on the user's First Amendment rights to have access to it balanced against whatever the governmental purpose of the of the burden on their first amendment right is so montana's gonna have to explain with clarity what important government of montana purpose is being served by banning this particular social media platform oh okay that goes to your point about like instagram reels and Facebook. i'm not saying like i'm not saying they would win i'm saying it is a legitimate thing to be hashed out in the courts here okay uh, overdose deaths in the U.S. went up a little bit year over year, 2022, compared to 2021. 2021, there were 109,179 of them. 2022, a preliminary count from the CDC, 109,680 of them. All right, but the good news, it's only going up. It, it went up incrementally instead of big jumps every year. But when you talk about 110,000 overdose uh, deaths, that's just overdose. Uh, yes. and, but how many are suicides? We don't know. And and we can't tell whether it's suicide or accidental. I mean, it's there's a lot of statistics within it. But just the 110,000 overdose deaths, and I think there's probably going to be more. And we talked to Jim Keeney yesterday, and the issue became you can't get opiates anymore by prescription. Doctors don't give it to you anymore. You get three days of it, and that's it. When I had my back surgery, I had almost a month of it. 
And let me tell you, uh, the money I got it for selling it was just astronomical. Oh, boy. I let's, hope people know you're joking and didn't really do that. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, we'll be, I have a great story about that involving Rush Limbaugh. And, uh, you know, he was he's dead now, so he can't sue me. But he was uh, addicted. Uh, I don't know why I'm suddenly reminded I got to call my buddies over at the DEA. Oh, yeah. We'll I'll be, be back. Yeah, I got to make a phone call. All right. Earlier this week, we covered a bee swarm in Encino, and uh, an LAPD volunteer was stung several times, and now Los Angeles is going to cover the expenses of that. The expenses from those stings include a hospitalization of several days and facial surgery. Yeah, have you ever heard of that? Facial surgery after a sting, a bee stings? I don't even, I can't even envision that. Yeah. And the guy, I'm, you would think he wouldn't survive something like that. You know, it depends on whether it, there was an allergic reaction, mm. which could be deadly, or just that's how many times this poor guy's face was punctured by bee stings. Whew. Yeah, because they there were there were thousands of them yeah. stinging everybody. So I guess if I came up with a little pin and I just you know several hundred times all over your face. Ugh. they might have to surgically intervene. I think, I mean, I think it sounds like they're saying he will be okay. Yeah. After some extensive medical intervention. And that Tarn says that all the volunteers have insurance through the city. Right. So no volunteer, if they're injured while helping out the LAPD will have to uh, be bankrupt from medical bills. Steve, yeah, that's, why is that a story that the city is paying for if it's, insurance that they do as a matter of course I, the story about being stung by the beast to this extent that's okay that's a story but okay you have auto insurance okay hey you're uh, by the way if you get hit by a car insurance covered the damage there is some news be, i'm trying to i'm trying to you know answer your question i think it's because there was a big gofundme going on for this volunteer, which led people to believe he was on okay. his own for medical expenses. And now it turns out, oh, he won't have to be on his own. Maybe that's the the angle. So he buys a, uh, a new house with the money he gets. From well, I would assume money. they have to return that, if, you know. <laughs> I don't know if they do. All that money. I don't know if they do return it. Well. And that's not fraud either. Mm-hmm. There might be ancillary costs that it could go towards. Well, you've got a deductible, and but that's you know loss of wages because you can't work. Yeah, um, there's there's stuff there. That's legit. Well, uh, LeBron James may not have done that well last night against the Denver Nuggets. The Lakers do trail the Denver Nuggets uh, zero to two games in the Western Conference Finals. However, there's something else going on, and it's this. LeBron James, born in Akron, still has a lot of ties to Akron, Ohio. And uh, there's a deal going on in the Akron, Ohio area where the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has agreed that every time LeBron James makes an assist in the Western Conference Finals, they will assist a family in the costs of adopting a pet. And hmm. normally LeBron James averages... 7.1 assists uh, per game, which means you'd have to go to six games to get to all 40 slots that'll be made available. However, he has been outperforming in assists. And so to get to the point, 19 
pets have been adopted Ooh. through this program so far. Because he had 10 assists last night, nine in game one. Huh. And uh, maybe he's doing more assists because he knows every time there's an assist, uh, a family gets help paying to adopt a dog. Yeah. So basically 7.1 pets are adopted uh, every time. <laughs> on average, yes, yes, on average per game. So that one family has to wait <laughs> 10 games yes. to get one whole pet. Yes. <laughs> Uh, day three of Dodger Pride Watch. Um, so the Los Angeles Dodgers um, still have the criticism over their LGBTQ plus Pride Night, but they are pulling the invitation for the uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence we've discussed over the last couple of mornings. There's a story there. Let me tell you, uh, seven uh, seven thirty. We're going to jump into this uh, because this is far reaching stuff. Backlash came from three uh, out of state organizations called Catholic Vote and Catholic League, and then uh, Senator Marco Rubio's office. He's a senator not from California. He's from Florida. Yeah. Now, uh, why would anybody think that a bunch of gay people dressed as nuns would be offensive to anybody? Got me. Especially Catholics. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk plenty about that coming up at 730. Quick update uh, on the LAPD volunteer whose medical costs will be covered Gary Hoffman was kind enough to supplement my knowledge of that situation. The reason he needs face surgery is because you might imagine when you become frantic, when bees are stinging you and you want to get away, he fell uh, multiple times. And one of those times he fell right on his face. Uh, you so know, that's, that's, that's why more than just being stung. Yeah, by a you, bunch would, of bees. you would think they would add that to the story, wouldn't you? Yeah, because that's kind of critical to the story. Because the, the immediate assumption is somehow the bees caused the injury uh, that needed uh, facial surgery. Okay, uh, uh, thanks to Gary on that one. And also, let's supplement all our infor uh, our information and understanding of the incident uh, back on I think it was May second. Two groups at the Hotel Laguna each had their own security guards, and then they all got into a big scuffle as each group was trying to get the other group to leave the hotel. And we were wondering at the time, like, who are they and what are they doing there? And why do each of them think that they're the only ones who are allowed to use the hotel? Well, it turns out that is what's going on because the dispute was not between guests. Now we know the dispute is between a real estate developer that has been renovating the Hotel Laguna and an investor group which started a takeover of the hotel in April, and they are arguing with each other over who has the right to the hotel. So uh, you would think they would take, uh, they would go to the courts. A lawsuit would be filed. Maybe it was, and the judge said, you know, take it outside. <laughs> Is that the way those are settled usually? <laughs> take it back inside. <laughs> so that explains it now. This is a civil dispute involving con literal control of that hotel. And people came to a city council meeting, which is one of the reasons we know about it, because there was a city council meeting and people showed up and said, how the, how could the city let that situation get to that point? Mm -hmm. and, and one of the sides says that the city kept telling them it was a civil dispute. Take it to the courts. The right. judge said, they took it to the court. The we, judge said, get a room, you two. Right. So we revolve that. So the, 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 the joke just keeps on going back onto itself. It's a circle of life. Okay. Okay, another TikTok story. Uh, last summer, a, a video, a viral video went out um, showing how you could steal uh, a Hyundai or a Kia using regular everyday garage tools. 
Um, and now there's an announcement of the $200 million settlement over that. Uh, there's a security flaw in the Hyundais and the Kias. And so they are going to provide updates in software. They're also going to provide up to $300 to buy an anti-theft device for a, a steering wheel lock. And um, so a lot of cars were stolen because this video went out and made it very easy to steal a Hyundai. It was a step-by-step. I don't know if you saw it, but a step-by-step of like, hey, take these three tools and do these three things Lovely. and then you can have a car. Uh, 750, our 750 segment, I'm going to talk about uh, TikTok and how it connects to the migrants at the border. And you'll see uh, just how you use TikTok in every way conceivable. And this is just a story I want to share with you. Very cool. Cal State, Long Beach, students upset. They're very unhappy about how their graduation went down. Now, I don't know if you remember, they used to have the graduation ceremony in that auditorium that looks like a pyramid. 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 Yeah. And then you had the pandemic. So they moved it. They wanted to move it outdoors. So they move it outdoors. They have it at Angel Stadium. And uh, they had it on Wednesday. But the students are saying, uh, number one, they wouldn't let them sit on the field. They all had to be in the dugouts or the stands. They weren't allowed to walk across a stage. They couldn't hear their names being read over the PA. They're not even sure if their names were read by anybody. And they're generally dissatisfied with the experience. Yeah. Well, because they used to be in the blue pyramid. A uh, little sidebar factoid. Uh, Richard and Karen Car- Carpenter uh, paid for that blue uh, auditorium. Oh. Uh, they went to Cal State Long Beach. Uh, both of them. And uh, they basically erected uh, that uh, auditorium. And there's, if you go to the, uh, if you go to the Blue Pyramid, you'll see a uh, little museum a glass case with some artifacts from uh, Richard and Karen Carpenter. Kind of neat. Do you remember Mike Kerb? Uh, he was lieutenant uh, governor many, many, many years ago. I think during the first uh, Jerry Brown administration. Uh, you go to Cal State Northridge where he went. And you'll see the Mike Curb uh, Auditorium. So there you go. I just thought I'd throw that at you. And it makes any difference whatsoever at all. But it's just me being, you know, useless facts. Another possible Jeopardy question. Yes. Uh, Texas A&M University Commerce instructor is going to give grades of X uh, to his class because he accuses the students of using ChatGPT to write the finals. Uh, he sent out a blasted email to all of his students. Um, he's trying to find he's uh, the, he accuses that they use the chatbot called ChatGPT uh, to use uh, to for their final assignments. He tested each paper twice, and the bot claimed to have written every single final as- assignment. Um, there are anti AI detector programs that you can get. Educators have uh, they're not foolproof for sure. I know of one story for the NBC News did something, I believe it was in late February, maybe early March, where they ran it through and it did not detect. All of the ones they t- tried to test did not detect that yeah. it was written by ChatGPT. Yeah, now the university rebutted a lot of this, and it is kind of an interesting claim that he has, the professor has, that every single student went to ChatGPT to write that paper. And you go, uh, everyone? I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened here. This is me bringing my experience into it. What he did, this is my opinion now, okay? This is my assessment of what he did. He thought maybe some of the students were using chat, chat GTP. And what he decided to do is a little psyop. 
He brought each of them in and he told them that he can enter the text of their paper into chat, chat, well, I keep saying chat, chat GPT, and chat GPT can tell him if it was used to write the text that was inputted into it. He was trying to see how many of his students he could get to confess hmm. but to he- having used it. One of them did. Oh, and no. the other ones who I who had not used it were like, what are you talking about, you crazy person? Yeah, but he failed everybody, according well, he to the university. Tempor- it was a temporary grade of X, which equals incomplete. And that's all been sorted out now. Got it. So it's half a story. Yeah. Well, it's a story about a professor trying to psych out his students okay. to see how many of them will confess to something. That's what I that's what I take from it. Wow. That sounds like emotional abuse. Uh, yeah. Also, I take it totally different. First of all, I would immediately assume that he was right, that every single student uh, would uh, cheat on that, as I would. I would go immediately to chat GPT without blinking. Uh, so, uh, hey. It's, it's just another resource and reference. Absolute, absolutely. So at least, it is. okay, you know what's good about this is you don't have to do what I did at the university is pay people to write my papers. Well, that's true. This cheating is good public service announcement comes courtesy of the it's Bill not Handel ch- Show. Hey, kids, don't do it the hard way. <laughs> They're do called it footnotes. the wrong They're way. Called yes. footnotes. They're called citations. Exactly. All right, guys, we're done. Uh, this was half fun. Uh, all right, coming up, uh, the L.A. Council approves the mayor's budget, uh, $13 billion city budget. So where's that money coming? And uh, is Karen Bass, uh, in fact, uh, holding up her end of the bargain that she ran on? Her platform looks that way. So I'll share that with you coming up. KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You've been listening to The Bill Handel Show. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.